these I sing out a song amen let's just worship him before we go to the Lord in prayer I have a couple requests amen if you have a need you just want to lift it to the Lord tonight say father while you're moving amongst us just come by my way amen and speak to us I want to remember brother John Lay's brother amen I believe he uh, is battling cancer also he has some heart problems just a decreased um, pumping function of his heart I want to remember those needs in prayer, man, but most importantly of all, we want to remember his spiritual needs, that the Lord would just touch him spiritually as well, draw him close to him, amen, and change his life. Also want to remember to pray for Brother Kenneth Middleton. He's been in a very, very sick situation, just needs the Lord to undertake, amen. We've seen the Lord do that for him before, amen, and we'll go to prayer for that need tonight. Also, many that are sick or battling sickness amen we want to remember them amen let's just sing this lift these needs to the lord tonight amen in moments like these i sing out a song i sing out a love song
us, no matter the situations we face, God has been faithful. He has been faithful not only to touch the bodies of the sick and afflicted and the infirm, but he's also touched the souls of man who were deprived and depraved and man who is seeking after God. So we're so thankful tonight that we can preach a real gospel. And not only preach a real gospel, but we can respond to the preaching of the word and have our lives changed by that anointing. So we just believe tonight for Brother Kenneth, for all those who are suffering with COVID and those that are battling cancer. I believe Brother Ron went back today for an oncology visit. We're going to still believe because we're believers. And believers believe no matter what they're looking at, they look away from the symptoms and they look to the promise of God and they know that God is faithful. He's never not one time let his promises go to the ground. So we're believers tonight. Will you pray with me? Will you believe with me? Will we expect God with me tonight to do the exceeding and abundantly? Oh, your case may look hopeless, but he's a God of miracles tonight. That son or that daughter may look hopeless, but God is a God in possibility tonight for your need. You call on God tonight and expect God to move. He'll meet you in this service. Father, how we thank you tonight, Lord, that we can approach your throne of mercy and grace. And Lord, the Bible would tell us that we can find help in our time of need. And Lord, we come tonight in reverence before your throne, Father, seeking help, Lord, seeking a touch from you tonight, God. Lord, you see our brother Kenneth, Lord, he has battled a mini battle with that heart condition. But God, he has found you faithful time after time after time. And Father, we bring it before your throne tonight, and we're asking for another touch. Lord, I'm praying tonight that the Holy Spirit will just sweep down into that room where he's at tonight. God, and you will touch his body. You will anoint that body, and that body will obey the word of the Lord. And Satan, we curse you tonight, and we rebuke you tonight. You take your hands off of God's property tonight. And Father, for those that are battling the COVID condition, God, we curse that thing tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we expect this congregation, this place to be filled with sons and daughters of God and the enemy come in with COVID to try to keep them out of the house of God but we curse you in the name of Jesus and we believe the report of the Lord and we're asking Father tonight that you'd bring all those back you heal their bodies tonight Lord and drive this sickness from them Father according to the word of the Lord and Lord you see those with cancer Lord you see the request tonight brother John Lace brother with cancer and God, more than cancer, you see the cancer of the soul. Lord, he needs a touch from you tonight. God, I'm believing that there's going to be a touch tonight because you're the one that changes the heart. You're the one that turns around the condition of man and leads him a different path, Father. God, I've had you do that in my own life, Lord. 
driving down the road at 120 miles an hour. He come down in an audible voice and said, turn your car around. God, I believe you're that same kind of God tonight that you can speak to someone and they can turn their hearts around. They can turn their lives around through the preaching of the word. I pray that that anointing will go forth tonight and you will speak to lost souls, Father. And they'll turn around, Father, and dedicate their hearts and their lives to you. And Lord, we curse the cancer in this man's body. And Lord, we curse the cancer once again in Brother Ron's body. God, we're just praying for a mighty report from the Lord. As he went to the doctor today, Lord, may he find that cancer. May he find that demon that's afflicted him. Those tumors in the brain, in the lungs, throughout the body. May he not find one of them, Father, but may they find a miracle-working God. God, that's how we believe tonight because we're believers. And, Lord, not only that, but we're expecting, Lord, that you anoint Brother Timothy tonight. Lord, as he has stepped from behind this pulpit, God, may the angel of the Lord meet him here. And may you take control of his voice. May you take control of his notes. May you take control of this service, Father. And may you speak a mighty word of God. And, Lord, may you not only take control of him, but may you take control of us as the hearer tonight. God, get a hold of our ears and let us hear what the Spirit of God is saying to this age, to this people, to his bride. Grant it tonight, Lord. We believe it. We ask it. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name.
this evening. Hallelujah. He's great. Amen. Amen. We ask Brother Philip, Sister Jessica, Amen, Brother Jason to bring their special at this time. Certainly happy to have Brother Jason and his family here with us, although it's for the passing of a loved one. Amen. We don't mourn as those who have lost. Amen. But those that have hope. Amen. When I 
Father, Lord, we're looking for a special touch from you today, Lord. Lord, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been able to gather. Lord, our hearts have hungered for these moments to be together with each other and in your presence, Lord. Knowing where two or three are gathered in your name, there you will be also in their midst. Lord, we know you're in our midst, Father. You're moving among us. You're touching hearts. You're changing lives. Lord, you're lifting us up out of our our dead doldrum condition, Father, our, our depression, Father, sicknesses on every hand. God, you're moving in our midst, and we're thankful for that, Lord. Lord, we know that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, you're just looking for a people, Lord, that'll step out in faith, Lord, upon the promises of God. Lord, that you can move in the supernatural realms, Lord, that you can move in a supernatural way, Father. We just commit this service to your hands, Lord. You know our hearts, Lord. You know pressures of the today, Lord. You know, Lord, the moments that you come and spoke to us. Now, Lord, we just ask, Father, that you'll just help us to step out of the way we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's turn to Joshua 3. Joshua 3 and verse 9. Amen. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Song says the devil don't like no singing around here, but we don't care what the devil don't like. Amen. He don't like no preaching. He don't like no church, but we don't care what the devil don't like. Amen. We only care what he, he wants. Amen. Joshua 3 and verse 9, it says, And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of the, all the earth passed over before you unto Jordan. Now therefore take ye twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man, and it shall come to pass, 
as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, that the priests bearing the ark of the covenant before the people, and, and as they were that bear the ark were coming to Jordan, the feet of the priests that bear the ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overfloweth all its banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zaratan, and those that came down toward the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off. And the people passed right against Jericho. And this priest that bare the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Amen. We let you be seated this evening. I want to speak to you for a moment on step into the water. Step into the water. You know, it's very interesting that once again, God would do something that he had done before, but maybe in a different way. But he would open up the sea of, or the river of Jordan as he did the sea of, of the Red Sea. And we know we could go back in the book of Joshua as he would begin to deal with Joshua and the Joshua commission he would, he would say there in chapter 1 and verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give unto them, even to the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that I have given to you, as I said unto Moses, from the wilderness unto the Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, unto the great sea, uh, toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance of land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous." You know, I think it's amazing that he would tell Joshua this, as I was with Moses, so I shall be with thee. He's showing Joshua that he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Just because the prophet of God has left the scene does not mean God has left the scene. That God is still on the throne. God is still moving among his people. It does not matter what the circumstance may say or how, how much evil is around us or what's all happening around us. It does not mean that God is not around us or God is not looking or God is not aware. But God is very aware of our situation that we're facing this time that we're living in. And he was telling Joshua, I am aware of what you're, where you're at. I know exactly on the map where you're standing. And I, have, I know about the uh, Jordan River. I know about the flood. I know about all that's going on. But this is the time to go step into the water. This is a time to make a move. Amen. Why did God ask for them to step in the water? You know, he could have dried it up. He could have, he, he could have stopped it on his own. He could have done it before they ever made the first move. But why did God ask them to do that? He wanted them to exhibit faith. That what he, that what he said, they believed. 
Amen. That it was, they didn't just believe in a God of history, but they believed in a God that was present. They didn't believe in a God who could, but they believed in a God who would. They didn't believe in just a God who maybe could do something in a time far away beyond in history as they were told, no doubt, by their fathers and their mothers that they, could cut, that they were told about the Red Sea crossing and how God came in a mighty way and it was a mighty, amen, revival that took place and they could tell about it all and they could tell about how they, they came down to that Red Sea and it seemed impossible. There's mountains on one side and Egyptians on another side and, and it seemed like they were going to die there in the wilderness but God began to move, amen, upon the people and upon the prophet Moses and he would tell Moses, speak and go forward. And you know, and, and you can read about some of the history they would talk about as they heard the word of God speak and go forward. There was a certain, this is written down in some of their history, there were certain tribe, certain family of a tribe that would hear that word and they would go into the water and they, they would press out into there even till it got up to almost their nostrils. But they believed the same God that did all those things to the Egyptians was still God right then. And they were willing to prove that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever by taking that step of of faith. And here we are now in Joshua's day. Now God, it's amazing the humor or, or, or the, maybe the wisdom of God, however you would like to look at it, that God would wait to seemingly the worst time and he would wait to seemingly the most impossible circumstances that it would be impossible to cross the Jordan River, but God works in impossibilities. Amen. As we heard many sermons, Brother Joe's been preaching on, God does impossible math. That God in an impossible situation will move it right out of your way Amen. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, if you're willing to take that step of faith. Amen. Here they are. I mean, you know, why would he ask them to do this? He wanted to see their faith. It was at flood stage. The water was at its highest. And, you know, it seems today that, that sin is at its peak. It seems today that sickness is everywhere. It seems today that the world is at its worst it's ever been. It seems like sickness is it's like a flood that's coming in on every side. But he's looking for a people. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that's willing to take a step of faith. That's willing to step, step right in the middle of all that flood, right in the middle of all that situation and say, though God slay me, yet I'll trust him. I know he's got the answer for every sickness. I know he's got the answer for every disease. I know he's got the answer for every sin. I know he's got the answer for every devil. I know he's got the answer for everything the devil can try to bring into this realm. There's demons on top of demons being poured into here, but there is a standard that's being raised up. There is a word that has been spoken, amen, go into the promised land. Because the devil tries to wall up, amen, something is very good. Brother Brandon would talk about scarecrows. We spoke on that, how you put scarecrows around something. You'd put something around maybe, you know, as we're getting ready for spring, thank God. Spring is coming on and, and you're looking at planting corn or planting tomatoes. You might put something out there to keep the birds away. But why are you doing that? Because there's something there, amen, that's very precious. And the devil, you know, wants to put scarecrows or, or to bring the river at a flood stage and corona at its worst and sickness at its worst and demonic pressures at its worst and every kind of spirit at its worst. But it's only showing you right behind that is something very precious. Right behind all of that is the word of God, the promises of God that we are more than able to take. 
Amen. I believe that there's a people on the earth today that's like Joshua and Caleb that'll look towards them giants and say, giants, you're coming down. Walls, you're coming down. Doubt, you're coming down. Unbelief, you're coming down. Fear, you're coming down. Every spirit that's tried to hold the bride of Jesus Christ, you're coming down. Why? Because there's a people of faith to step into the water. Amen. To step into the water. I believe he's calling the people out of their, out of their uh, uh, places where they feel, amen, very comfortable. Ain't it amazing? He's made it. You know, we, we, we keep, keep getting the questions I, or the statement, I like to just feel normal again. Do you think it felt normal for them to walk into the water? At flood stage, you think that was a normal feeling? Amen. To walk out in the middle of that flood, what it seemed to be, it would surely drown them, would, would kill them. That, that wasn't very normal. That wasn't normal thinking to do something like that. It was, but it was God's thinking. Amen. God had put the word there. And God said, I'm going to show you, amen, that there is a living God among you. Hallelujah. Why has he allowed it to be thus? Why has he allowed it to break us out of our comfort zones and out of our normalty of life? He's wanting to show you it's not you that's doing the work, but there's a living God among you. Hallelujah. There is a God here that can heal coronavirus. I know, I know the devil wants to make you think that everybody's dying from it and it's so bad and it's so wicked and it is. But there is a God, there is a blood, there is a healer that'll destroy that thing and send it back to hell where it came from. There is a blood, there is a power. Amen. He's looking for a people that's willing to move into higher heights and deeper depths. Amen. To believe for the impossibilities. Amen. It's not hard to believe for a loaf of bread when there's 25 or 100 loaves of bread on a, on a, on a, on a shelf somewhere. It ain't hard to believe for milk or, or whatever substantial things for life. Amen. When it's all laying there before you. Amen. It ain't hard to believe for, 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 amen, for healing when you're well. Amen, it ain't any hard to believe for, uh, amen, for some things when you've got them right among you, but when they all, all seem to be away from you and it seems like a flood all around you and the enemies come on every side, then that's when you've got to believe that he's still the same today. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, amen, he's flooding into every fabric of society. He's flooding in with every doubt and every unbelief and every critic is flooding in. Seems like they're everywhere. Hell's been opened up. Every spirit is coming to this realm. Demons upon demons are being released. But he said, when that happens, I'll raise up a standard. When sickness floods in, I'll raise up the blood of Jesus. Not me, he has. When the enemy comes in, it's flooding every kind of direction. Amen. There's a, but there's a people that are bound for a promised land. Amen. They're bound for heavenly realms. Amen. Amen. I know one day we're going to take a rapture. I'm talking about even right now in Satan's Eden, there's a people bound for heavenly realms. Amen, that they can have a heavenly atmosphere around them in the middle of Satan's Eden, in the middle of all of his flooding and all of his spirits that's coming on every hand. There's a people that can live in a heavenly realm. Amen. But it took faith. 
It took to believe that God, the same God that opened the Red Sea, is still God. And he don't change. We can look at the Red Sea. What did he do? The song says he made a sea into a highway. Man, we, we're living in time. In our, in our little, little state of Louisiana, get a little 11-inch, 12-inch, whatever kind of snow, you can't move for several days. You know what I mean? Because they don't have the equipment to deal with. Understand all of that. But it don't take much to make man, men immobile. All their plans and all their wants and all the how to, how to and it just immobilizes them. I mean, a little snow. Mess them right up. Amen. I, you know, they think, well, I'm going to go do this today. Nope, got snow today. I'm going to do that. That's how little man is. That a little flake of snow can fall on the ground and they can't go nowhere. That's how little man, and I know, they, well, we can have machines, we can do this, and they get it, but it's, it's, the point is, it don't take much to make man where they can't do anything. Even though men thinks they got it all figured out, and we're all smart, and we got this, to, but, that, but we are, we're nothing, we're, we're nothing compared to his intelligence. And, you know, and it was maybe people trying to figure out, why is he sending us out in the middle of a flood? Why is he sending us in the, in the time it seems to be the worst timing? It wasn't but just a few months ago. It wasn't hardly a trickle. But now look at it. He was wanting to show them a living God is still among you. Hallelujah. Why has God allowed all kind of sickness to be poured out and every demonic spirit? Amen. It seemed like it would have been a lot easier to take a rapture maybe a hundred years ago. But he's allowed it to come into this. Why? He's wanting to show the whole world there is a people with a living God among them. Hallelujah. It's more than a song, but it's a truth. He walks among us, performing his word, doing exactly what he said. Hallelujah. Crossing right over on dry land. Right over on dry land. And here the Egyptians think they're going to follow them. And they go right into the Red Sea. Right after them. Listen, when God prepares you a way, he's preparing the devil a trap. Hallelujah. Amen. And we know what happened. The sea fell in on them. And he who did it before will do it again. It looks like a flood all around us, Brother Timothy. But don't forget the standard. It looks like a lot of enemy around us, but don't forget the living God among us. Well, Brother Timothy, you've seen the Canaanites and the Hittites and the cancer and, and the sugar diabetes and the high blood pressure and the demons of complexes and doubts and fear. Have you seen all of them? I ain't looking at none of them. I'm looking at a living God and a living God who has a living word with living signs and wonders. That'll take a man who says he's only got four months to live and now he's still living today defying a man's decree because man does not have the last say. God has the last say. Oh, hallelujah. Let me give you some courage tonight. The devil don't have the last say. He don't have the last say about your life. God has the last say. 
Hallelujah. He's already tried to have the last say. He tried to say you was a druggie and an alcohol and no good for nothing, but God said, that's not who he is. That's not who she is. That's my son and my daughter. I have a last say. Oh, come on, let's have church tonight because we're not serving under the devil's decree. The devil's decree has been broken off of our lives and we are under the decree of a living God who says, go into the water. Hallelujah. What happens? Joshua lifts up the word. He, he says, so you'll know there's a living God. Look to the word. It's what the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord was. Look to the word. It'll pass right before you. Amen. That's what we got to do in this age. Not look to the Hittites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the coronavirus. Everything that's being pushed out there with the devil's society, we're not looking at that. We're looking at the word. Where the word goes, I go. Amen, because it's, it's leaving here, and I'm leaving here. Hallelujah. Hereby, you'll know the living God is among you, and he with will, will without fail, oh my, without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Jebusites. Or in other words, he will drive out every type of sin. He will drive out every sickness. He will drive out every complex. He will drive out every devil. Every spirit that tries to come over you and haunt at you, there's a word against that spirit. Floods of sickness and floods of devils and floods of spirits of every kind. But there is a people who's called to step out into the water. Amen. You say, well, that's for the preachers. We have been called a royal priesthood. Sure, we need ministers that's willing to step in faith into that flood and say, hey, the days of miracles ain't past, but he's still the same God. Amen. We need preachers that'll step into the flood and say there is still a God of holiness and righteousness. Amen. I know the enemy's flooding on every hand. Amen. You know, I'm kind of like Brother Brandon tonight. You're going to go ahead and call me a whole roll and just go ahead and do it because I'm happy. The Lord just met me back there about five, ten minutes before we started service and said, tell my people, step into the water. I had a whole other sermon planned. But God, when he speaks, I like to follow him. Amen. He said, it's time we step out in faith. It's time we start operating in faith. It's time we start believing in faith. Listen, we can believe in everything a man can tell us sometimes. We'll gum it all down. But we're not made to be all gummed down or operated by man's creeds and man's ideas. That's not why I was put here upon this earth. I was put here upon a God decision. God made a decision that I would be here. And if he made a decree that I would be here, he'll protect me. He'll take care of me. He'll take me safely through. Whether it be floods and deserts and every kind of spirit of hell, I'm going through Jesus' eyes. I'm going through. Hallelujah. I know it takes us out of our comfort zone. Maybe that's what God's been doing. You think the devil's got this? You think the devil's bigger than God? 
God's allowed it to be this way. To get you out of your comfort zone. We're not staying here. Okay, I'll put it this way. Maybe so. I'm not staying here. Amen. <laughs> Y'all got to make your own decision. But I am not staying here. It'll take you out of your comfort zone. It'll get you to where you have to let go. Stepping out in faith. Stepping out in faith means trusting God for whatever comes next. Did you hear me? He didn't tell them to step into the water. And when you do, then I'm going to push the waters back and you're going to go across. He didn't tell them all that. He just said step into the water. <laughs> I know we like a drawed out plan, you know. We got to have a retirement plan. We got to have this plan. We got to have plans. We got to have plans. God don't always operate like that. But God has a plan. Just like the children of Israel. He, as I've said many times, he told them I'll take you out and I'll take you in. Did you hear him in that mention the Red Sea? No water, no, no, no food. Did you hear him mention any of that about, you know, be sicknesses and different? Did you hear him mention any of that? Because he's not worried about that. His word said, I'm taking you out and I'm taking you in. God's not concerned about all the mess in the middle like we are. We get concerned about what's in the middle, what we need to focus on. He took me out. And the same God that took me out of sin... The same God that lifted me up out of complexes and unbelief and every kind of thing that tried to hold itself on me. Amen. Every spirit of hell. He took me out of it. He, if he was big enough to do that, and he was, then he's big enough to do what else he said. He said, I'm going to take you in. I'll not leave you or forsake you, but I'll be with you to the end of the world. This God is big enough. Don't get your eyes off of your big God. But I don't like being out of my comfort zone. We might ought to get used to different. Come on. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what's comfort anymore. Right. People are saying, well, I can't, you know, they always, I can't wait till 2020 gets over with. Well, 2021 ain't started off too good. No. We don't know what it's going to be. Right. I feel like it's going to continue to get worse. Because it's heading towards destruction. Amen. But it takes a stepping out in faith. It means trust that step, step out means trust God for whatever comes next. You know, as Peter, as he would come to that moment in that boat, and he would see Jesus walking on the water, and, and, and he, he came up and he walked on the water. He said, well, you see Jesus walking. He says, is like, is that a spirit? What is that out there? And as Peter looked at him and said, Lord... If that be you, bid me come. You know what Jesus said? Did he say come? And Peter, you can walk right to me. You won't have a lick of problems. It's, going to, I, I, it's already done. Just come on, Peter. You, you, you just walk on. No, he, he just said come. And Peter had the faith to step out. And he stepped out on the water, and he began to walk towards Jesus. But we know the story, what happened. All of a sudden, he got to look. He went, wait a minute, I done left the boat. I lost my mind. Well, and the very thing that I was dependent upon for safety is now no longer, I can't grab it no more, and it's gone, and I can't hold it. It's not normal anymore. 
<laughs> Listen, God knows how to kick the training wheels out from under you. Amen. God knows how to make it very uncomfortable sometimes. And you get in some uncomfortable places, but don't forget, in those places, he's still there. He's still watching over you, and he's still taking care of you. He hasn't left us. Hallelujah. I know right now some are wondering what in the world I, you know, we... You know, we, we now have several people that apparently, I'm just going to say it, uh, tested positive for COVID twice. I don't know if they did or they didn't. I don't know what to believe anymore as far as men and things go. But I know Peter walked on water two times. And if he'd have went down, he'd have walked on three times because Jesus was with him. And he was a son of God. And there wasn't no going down in defeat. Hallelujah. The same God that made you walk one time will make you walk again and again and again. The same God that healed you one time will heal you again and again and again and again. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. He is the God and he changes not. It takes faith. Daniel had to step out into a lion's den. He had to make steps. Amen. They said, you pray to God, you pray to another, you're going to get thrown in the lion's den. He just went ahead and bowed, his, bowed down and prayed. Right in the, just knew, he knew what was going to come. But he wasn't, that, he wasn't under a man's decree. He was under the decree of God. But in that moment, God came down as they throwed him into the lion's den. And it seemed like it got worse. I don't think that would be normal place to spend the night in the lion's den. It didn't feel normal. Seemed like death on every corner, hanging around every, every little place was death. Daniel gets thrown in there and he's dusting himself off. And them lions are looking like they're coming up for, amen, to get them a good old midday snack or midnight snack, whatever time it was. But all of a sudden, presence of God, the angels of God fell in that place. But what took that to get to that place was a step of faith. A step of faith. Believing that the God who called me to this place is going to take care of me no matter what situation I go through. Three Hebrew children. It took a step. Bow. They said, nope, here's their step. Nope, will not bow. That step took them closer and closer, amen, down to a fire and looked like destruction. To men's eyes, they thought they was going to die. Maybe in their own eyes, they thought, well, if we die, so be it. But live, live forever, O king. We're not going to bow. And they get thrown into a fiery furnace. What happens? The fourth man came down. God is orchestrating this whole situation we're in tonight and today and for whatever time's left on this earth to show you there's still a fourth man. To show you, as we've heard, there's still angels all around us, ministering spirits, moving on our hearts, moving on our knees, healing our lives. They're still here among us. But it takes floods of waters. And it takes somebody willing to step in. Brother Brandon would say this, and talking about Eliezer going after Rebecca. I believe that's, that's who he was, Eliezer, Amen. ordained of God to go get a bride for Isaac. Yes. Eliezer, when he had the assurance that the angel was with him, 
And then he could go, and it would go before him. He decided to go because he had something to back him up. He said, I think that ought to be the assurance of every man of God that preaches the gospel that got something positive from God that will back up what he preaches. If you haven't got it, brother, it's for you. Hmm. God still sends men with an angel. Hello, somebody. God still sends men with an angel before him when he goes to take a message to the church. Not only that, but when Eliezer left the father of Isaac, which represented the father of Christ, he loaded the whole train of camels with good gifts for the bride. Oh, he said, I feel religious right now. Oh, I love Jesus. He loaded the camels full of good gifts to give the bride. And he never told her that they were for another generation or for another day, but they were for the bride. Hallelujah. And every true servant of God that's sent out has got a whole book full of divine promises he can offer to the bride. I'm so glad about that. Now, there might be floods in front of you. There might be obstacles in front of you, but there's still a book here full of promises. And there's still a God who will back up every one of them. Hallelujah. He's got gifts in here for you. Did you hear me, church of the living God? He's got gifts in here for you, and he will not hold any of them back. God is just getting the whole thing ready to show forth of his power and his love and his mercy and his grace and his loving kindness and his healing virtues. He will give every one of them freely. A true servant, a model servant, a servant of God can put trust in that. He won't try to hide it from her because she know, he knows she is the oncoming queen. No good thing from them will be withheld from them that walk upright before him. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will and it shall be given unto you. And the book is full of it. Let me tell you, we have, we're not running out of promises. We are not running out of healing virtue. We're not running out of salvation. We're not running out of mercy. It's still full of it. Hallelujah. It's represented in the barrel of meal and the cruise of oil. It'll never run out. The book's full of it. And it came to the well in the evening time. One place he said, I believe the angel of the Lord beat him there by about 30 minutes. I believe the angel of the Lord's been in this building. I felt him back there in my office, moving very strongly. I almost couldn't even hold myself together. He came to the well in the evening time. Notice the time, evening time. It came a time that when Eliezer had to make another decision, whether he would trust his own opinion or would trust God's opinion. He said, that's how true servants get so mixed up. They'll look around some fine painted Jezebel and say, well, there's the Lord calling me. He said, but that's just intellectual speaking to you. He said, let God speak. He said, it was the evening time when he came to the well. Actually, right here where he said it. It was about the time that Rebecca had to make a decision. And he said, I believe the angel of the Lord beat him there about a half hour. For he will send his angels before you that makes the way clear. Now, it may not look clear. It didn't look clear to Eliezer, but it was clear. 
It didn't look clear to those that stepped into the Jordan River, but it was clear. It may not look clear tonight, but it's clear. Hallelujah. Amen. It must have been the angel of the Lord God that spoke, that had been there, spoke to Rebecca's heart and said, go get the water. Go get the water. Rebecca came to the water of life at the evening time. He said, do you get the picture? It's the church in the last days. The evening light is here. It's time that the angel of the Lord in a supernatural revealing himself to Rebecca is now to reveal himself to the bride. And she's moving to the waters of life. I say the move is on. Thus saith the Lord, the move is on for the bride of Jesus Christ. You say, well, I see a bunch of stalled out people. I see a people that's marching on with faith. Amen. Amen. He said, oh, she was moving to the waters of life. He said, it's the evening time. The angel of the Lord in the message goes forth, and he begins to woo Rebecca. Get in the water. Come to the waters of life. Moving of the supernatural. Eliezer start praying, oh, Lord God, something, let something supernatural happen. You sent your angel before me. Now let him do something. I know he's here. I have that same prayer tonight. Amen. God, you sent your angel before me. Let something supernatural happen. Amen. The angel is stirring the water. Is there a Rebecca that says, I'm getting in the water? I'm going to the waters of life. Amen, I'm going to get that. Eliezer started praying. You sent your angel before me. Let him do something. I know he's gone before me. And let the young woman that comes give me a drink out of the pitcher. And also we'll water my camels without asking. Let it be that one. He no more than said it. And here comes Rebecca down to the well. God's right to the dot. Did you hear that? God's right to the dot. Well, the coronavirus, God's right to the dot. Cancer, God's right to the dot. Amen. Sin, God's right to the dot. He don't miss a moment. He he ain't off. You say, well, he's four days late, but yet right on time. It's not our time. It's his timing. If it had been Joshua's timing, it maybe went months before. But it wasn't God's timing. God said, come on, devil, bring all you got. Bring it to a flood stage. Bring it till it looks impossible. Bring it to where it don't even seem like it's going to happen anymore. Bring it till it ain't going to. It looks like it's more more against them than there's for them. That the circumstances are definitely piled against their favor, and they ain't got no more favor with God. Bring it on down, devil. That's exactly what is going on around us. Can you not see it? God has allowed hell to be open. And he's saying, come on, devil, bring all you got. Bring every spirit you got, every complex you got, every doubt you got, every unbelief. I'm going to show you, devil, I got a woman that will come to the well at the touch of an angel. I got a person that'll move under the unction. Come on, somebody get with me right now. I got somebody that'll move under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Even when it seems all the world is dying around them and every spirit of hell and every critic is rising up, there's still a person that's moving in the supernatural realm and saying all things are possible. God is God and he don't change. That are saying, I got something the world didn't give and the world can't take away. So what I got does not depend on whether the world is up or whether it's down. It only depends on heaven. 
Oh, hallelujah. Yes, glory. God is right on the dot. Put that in your doubt. Stuff that in the pipe of doubt. People send up smoke signals all the time with their doubt. It's time to shut the smoke signals of doubt right. up. Because right. God is God and he don't change. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You say, well, my wife, my husband, God is God and he don't change. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, what happened? No more than your heart goes to hungering and thirsting for God. Some Holy Ghost revival will break out somewhere. Do we have some hungering and thirsting for God? Yeah, do we have some hungering and thirsting for God? Well, there's a revival about to break out. Amen. A Holy Ghost revival will break out. Something will take place. A neighbor will get healed and tell you about it. Something will take place to let you see that the angel of the Lord is moving. I believe we at Evil Night Time and I can say we see that the angel of the Lord is moving. Is that right, Sir Sarlana? We see that the angel of the Lord is moving. Hallelujah. Amen, Sister Mariah, we see that the angel of the Lord is moving. Sister Karen, we see that the angel of the Lord is moving. How many else can testify? I see that the angel of the Lord is moving. Then if you see that the angel of the Lord is moving, you need to step out into the water. Step out into the faith. Step out, say, God, open more of the supernatural up for me. Open more of the presence of God. If there's presence of God more to be had, I want more of it. If there's more joy of the supernatural outpouring of the Holy Ghost, I want more of it. Hallelujah. How many's got that desire tonight? Then it has to be there for you. God won't turn you down. If I was you, I'd come like that young man that with crippled feet. He'd come to the, one of the services holding a box of shoes. Crippled all up, taking his step of faith, walking across there. And they're making fun of him and ridiculing him. And they say, why are you doing that? Well, you got, what is in that box? You must have some food in that box. You must have something in there. And he opened it up and there's a brand new pair of shoes. They said, why you got them shoes? He said, because I see God moving supernatural way. I've seen God do some supernatural things. And I'm taking my step into the water. It may be crippled step. It may seem impossible. But I'm bringing my shoes because God won't turn me down. Hallelujah. I wonder how many tonight can have that same desire in your heart, that same pulsation. I might be walking in with all kind of things upon me, but I got my promise. I got my shoes, and God ain't going to turn me down. He's going to bring it to pass. He's going to show me the supernatural. He's going to do what he said. Hallelujah. I'm looking at a people that God won't turn you down. If you want the Holy Ghost tonight, God won't turn you down. If you need healing, God won't turn you down. There's an angel that's bumping you and saying, get to the water. Get to the water. Step into the water. Wait out a little bit deeper. Walk in the goodness of Almighty God. Quit walking in your doubts. 
Quit walking in your doldrums. Quit walking in your unbelief. Walk in faith. Walk in the presence of a supernatural God that'll change that body. Oh, somebody praise him tonight. Hallelujah. Why is Rebecca making that sudden move? Because there's an angel behind her. trying to tell you step back. God is saying step forward. The devil's saying don't do that. I'm going to put you down. I'm going to throw you. The God is saying move forward. Walk forward. Don't turn around and unbelief. This is I've called you for such a time as this. It was a step that took Esther into the king's chamber. That the scepter could be extended. If she would not have took that step, the scepter would never have been extended. Hallelujah. Woo! My, 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 my. Why did Rebecca make that sudden move? Why did she go to the water so quickly? Why? How could an angel speak to her? Because she was blood relation to Isaac. Oh, my God. Why can the supernatural? Speak to you because you're blood related. Yes. Yes. God and Christ has been reconciled. Man and God has been reconciled. Blood related. That's why you can be bumped by the supernatural. That's why the angel of God can give a pulsation to you and you move at an instant. Yes. Hallelujah. Stepping into the water. That's who, that's who the angel can speak to tonight is blood relation. By blood, we're born into the body. Something's got to take place. And the bride of Jesus Christ is sanctified through the blood of Christ, an open, an open vessel for the Holy Spirit to speak to. No wonder she'll come to the waters of life. He that heareth, let him come to the waters of life freely. They're freely given. It's not charged for Catholic Church, it's not charged for, it's freely given. Blessed are ye that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for ye shall be filled. That's a promise. But the old devil's trying to put his floods out there and say, he ain't doing it, you tried and you tried and you tried and you tried. I wonder how many meetings that young man came to with his box of shoes. That's right, that's right, preach it, But he didn't give up. It was a promise. Something in that message stirs them. That's what stirred Rebecca. The message stirred her. The angel leading her. Oh, can't you see the picture? The angel of the Lord leading her. She was stirred and immediately she went and watered the camels. <laughs> what was she doing? She was given to the beast that was to take her back home. Watering the camels. What do you think your praises are about? Water in the Holy Ghost. Water in the presence of God. You wonder why God ain't moved off move for you in forever? Maybe you ain't been watering the camels. You wonder why you ain't seen Isaac, you ain't seen Jesus moving in your life. Maybe you need to just start watering the camels. Step on out in that water. Well, that's not my comfort zone. Well, it's time you leave your comfort zone. I, have, I want you to understand some of your comfort zones is what's hindering you. 
your own self-pride, your self-arrogance. It's time we forget ourselves and we forget our things around us and we forget man's decree and devil's decrees and every kind of thing. We say, you know what? I don't care if they call me holy roller. I don't care if they call me a heretic. I can care less. I'm going to give praise to the one that's going to take me back to meet my Isaac. I'm going to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. I know good and well. Some of you have been very uncomfortable because of our young sister that's come to the, amen, to the, but what has happened? She tasted some good water. It's time some of you old heads taste a little bit more of that water. It's here, freely given unto you. It's here for you. All you got to do is say, God, I want more. I want more. I'm not satisfied with yesterday's experience. I want more of you. And what happens? You'll start watering. The presence going to take you back. You'll start quitting. You'll quit watering your depression and quit watering your doubts and quit watering your unbelief and quit watering your fear. And quit watering your anxiety. Lord knows some things have grown up because it's almost taken you over. But it's time to take the sword of the word and say, devil, I don't have to be bound by you no more. And you go to hacking that doubt, hacking that unbelief, hacking that anxiety, hacking that fear, hacking that stuff until it's all driven out from around you. And then you can see the sun and you can say, thank you, Lord. You came down in my heart. You changed my life. You made me Hallelujah. He's here for you. Go to water in here. Step out into the water. Step out of your comfort zone right now and say, God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to glorify you. I'm going to lift your name. I'm going to magnify your name. I'm done giving praise to my doubts and my unbelief. I'm praising the Holy Spirit. And before you know it, you're going to be taken into the presence of Isaac. He can reveal himself. Oh, hallelujah. Go ahead. Water it. Step into the water. Listen, it wasn't one time of going down into the well for Rebecca. She went multiple times. Time after time after time. Half the time. Wow, there were some good gifts on that camel. And God was going to give her every one of them. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you know when your praises go up, your blessings come down? Maybe you didn't hear me. Turn me up so they can hear me. When your praises go up, the blessings come down. Hallelujah. He inhabits the praises of his people. Some of you need to keep watering till your wife comes back, till your husband comes back, till your sons and daughters come back. It's a 24-hour thing. I'm giving praise to this God because he said it would be so, and I believe him. You know what happens when they step into that water? They step in that water. This side was dry as bones. That side was walled back about 17 miles piled high as almost you could see. What happens when the children of God start stepping into the water of faith, start believing all things are possible, devils start scattering. 
I'm leaving. We're going to leave this service tonight with devils piled up on one side and none left on the other because there's a God in the house. He wants to know there's a living God among you. He still raises the dead. He still heals the sick. Did you hear me out there, the sick? Brother Kenneth, he still raises the sick out of the wheelchairs. Out of the wrong kind of places, he'll bring every kind of sinner. He's the same God today. Let your praises go up and let the blessings go down. Let God fall amongst his people and the angel of God start ministering to you. Go ahead and praise Lift your voice, all you saints. There's one true living God that's among us. He's the God of angel armies. He's a God that can move in impossible situations. He's God, and he changes not. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Father. We praise you, almighty God. Right here in the middle of all this sickness, in the middle of every kind of disease and in the middle of every kind of sin. Every critic that wants to come here and we raise our hands to a living God and we praise him because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh God, we're so thankful we serve a living God. There's a God who can drive out the Hittites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, every kind of spirit of hell that wants to torment the children of God. I tell you by the word of the Lord, you have to loose them and let them go. Hallelujah, you bound them long enough. Amen, we're here to rejoice in our freedom, in our deliverance. There's the Holy Ghost in our midst. Jehovah's in our midst. And he said when he was here in the form of the Lord Jesus, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. And if they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And God will raise them up. And if they sin, it shall be forgiven them. Oh, God of heaven, forgive our unbelief. Oh, forgive the sin of unbelief. May the Holy Spirit come so on each person. Just now, there'll be no more disbelief because the presence of Christ is here, showing himself alive after 2,000 years. The Word himself standing here among us, making his Word manifest. Satan, you have, a, you have made these people sick. You've injured their bodies. You afflicted them. You are a defeated being. You are a defeated being. Our Lord Jesus Christ defeated you at Calvary. You're defeated. You have no power at all. And we come believing with our faith open before God. Leave every one of them in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of this audience here in live and here on the internet. Come out in Jesus' name. And may they go home and be free from all sickness and affliction. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. It's time some of you tell the devil, Satan, you lose. You lose again. You thought you had me, but you lost me. You thought you had me bow down with your sickness, but my God has healed me. Satan, you lose. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You sisters, just lift your hands and praise can you praise the God like that? Step out into the water.
God. Oh, have fellowship with him while he's near. Talk to him. Oh, my God. Step into the water. Step into the water. My children, step into the water. Don't worry about the floods. Don't worry about the sickness and the devil. Step into the water. He's here to show us, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. He's the same God. Oh, hallelujah. Step into the water. Step into that water. It looks muddy. It looks so terrible. It looks impossible. But your child is in there. Step into the water. Hallelujah. Step into that faith. I bless your name. I bless your name. I bless your name.
healed from their sins. Amen. There's nothing like the name of Jesus. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. 
so sin that God turned their lives around and made a new creature out of them. That can say, I, he touched me. That's why I'm different. He touched me, and I can never be the same again. Amen. For that one moment in his presence, I can never be the same. Amen. He changed me. Changed me forever. Amen. Something's happened. And now, now I know he touched me and he made me whole. Well, I saw love, mercy, and grace. Why? Because every time God was there, you stepped out. God was there. Amen. Daniel stepped in there. God was there. The Hebrew children stepped in there. God was there. Amen. We can envision his beauty and look on his face. I saw love. Tell him you love him now. 
Ah! Uh -huh.